This is our devotional commentary for 1 Samuel chapter 24. I'm Pastor Doug Corlew. Welcome to the Abide Podcast, where we daily begin with the reading of God's Word. When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men in front of the wild goats' rocks. And he came to the sheepfolds by the way, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. And the men of David said to him, Here is the day of of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe. And afterwards David's heart struck him, because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, The Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, the Lord's anointed, to put out my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words, and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterward David also arose and went out of the cave, and called after Saul, My lord, the king! And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Behold, David seeks your harm? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave, and some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. See, my father, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you, but my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients says, Out of the wicked comes wickedness, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? After whom do you pursue? After a dead dog, after a flea. May the Lord therefore be judge and give sentence between me and you and see to it and plead my cause and deliver me from your hand. As soon as David had finished speaking these words to Saul, Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. He said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have repaid me good, whereas I have repaid you evil. And you have declared this day how you have dealt well with me, in that you did not kill me when the Lord put me into your hands. Or if a man finds his enemy, will he let him go away safe? So may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now, behold, I know that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Swear to me, therefore, by the Lord, that you will not cut off my offspring after me, 
and that you will not destroy my name out of my father's house. And David swore this to Saul. Then Saul went home, but David and his men went up to the stronghold. The previous chapter ended with a reminder of God's providential care for his servant. In the Philistines' attack against the land of Israel, we saw that God was arranging circumstances so that Saul would be called away from his pursuit of David. But reading the hand of providence is not always easy. Now, in 1 Samuel 24, David's men are confident that God has arranged circumstances so that Saul can finally be taken down. It was obvious to them, This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. But what they viewed as providence, David viewed as temptation. The man after God's heart does not seize the kingdom which the Lord had promised him, but patiently waits for it to be given to him. Saul seems to have intelligence everywhere. He is never without a scouting report. No sooner does the king return from battling the Philistines when he is informed that David is hiding in the wilderness of En Gedi on the western shore of the Dead Sea. So he takes 3,000 of his top-flight troops and renews his manhunt. Needing a restroom and perhaps a rest, Saul enters a cave. And it just so happens to be the cave where David and his men are hiding. While Saul relaxes, David and his men carry on a spirited debate about God's will for David's life. They can tell a stroke of providence when they see one. You don't have to go to Bible college to understand what God is doing here. Well, David responds to their encouragement by sneaking up to Saul and cutting off the corner of his robe. The tearing of a robe had previously signified the forfeiture of Saul's kingdom. But David is immediately filled with regret after doing this. He feels guilty. Not because he didn't eliminate his enemy when he had the chance, but because he felt his symbolic action had gone too far. To touch or attack God's anointed was to dishonor God himself. His men strongly disagreed, but David restrains them. As Saul gets up and goes on his way, oblivious to the fact that his life has just been spared, David then exits the cave, gets Saul's attention, and waves the souvenir he had claimed from the king's robe. Explaining what just happened, David does not appeal for a change in Saul's heart, but casts himself upon the justice of God. May the Lord judge between me and you. David knows vindication is coming, but he promises it will not result from his own vigilante actions. Saul weeps at David's speech, concedes its truthfulness, and pleads for mercy to be shown his family. David gives his word, but again shows discernment. For as Saul goes home, David returns to the stronghold. Thanks for listening to the Abide Podcast. 
For more information about Summit Church of Alta, go to summitefc.com. And I'll meet you again next time as we abide, living daily in the Word 